<coughs> Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight, we're going to talk about the topic of self-love and how that um, uh, affects us and, and our and culture and our and society and all that. How to improve it. Mm -hmm. But before we get things. to that, I want to say hi to three very special people, uh, Lincoln, Miles, and Reese. Hello. I love you. Thanks for watching. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, the Mayan, which we've done traditionally and forever, um, is today to Monique. So two is the to lunar Monique. tone. Lunar tone and the Monique is the tribe of the healing hand. And the um, second tone is the managerial tone. And it's also the moon. So it is the embodiment of female energy also. This is a very good day for the healing of one's female energy and with self-love involved in the formula. And you must love yourself or you will not be alive because you have to love yourself enough to breathe, to feed yourself, to, you know, so we all have well, self-love to a degree. It's irrevocable. Go ahead. Well, I, I definitely agree with that. And mm -hmm. it's interesting about the lunar tone being a two, and it's a managerial tone. So taking charge of our healing is really what this is about. It's really us. Yeah. And you have to love yourself in order to be healed. Mm -hmm. And I think that we deny that a lot. And so much in our culture in, in the history of humanity has made it so that it's a bad thing to love yourself. We're being told that we're being selfish oh. or we're not being loving or not being spiritual. The fact is, is we have to love others through the doorway of ourself because we will love in others what we love in ourselves. We will mistrust in others what we mistrust in ourselves and we will hate in others what we hate in ourselves. So if you love yourself unconditionally, totally all the time, 100% of the time, then you're, go you're going to love everyone else to that extent, too. So self-love is loving everyone else. It's not yeah. a, 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 an exclusive uh, type thing. Very well point. Very, <clears throat> very good point. The, um, what has happened to us in this world is uh, the brainwashing that is the language we've been taught to speak. So there is the idea of selfish, which is a word in the language code, so selfish. If I'm not supposed to be selfish, then you're telling me I'm supposed to be Jewish. And I'm just not Jewish. I am to a degree. But I really, as I said, we have to take care of ourselves to be in a position to take care of anyone else. Or you've now, said the in the past, self-centered, when people call you yeah, self-centered, exactly. where am I, my center supposed to be? Right, that was the... In the, you? Yeah, and that's just the way this whole thing works. Um, so there is this endemic brainwashing in the language like, if you're selfish, you're therefore bad. Or if you're self-centered, you're therefore bad. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to take care of you to be in a position to take care of anyone else. So here we're going to make it all very easy right here, right now. Self-love is self-discipline. If you love yourself, you discipline yourself. Because if you don't discipline yourself, somebody else is going to. So if you were totally self-existing, then part of that would inc incorporate you disciplining yourself. And I can recall a scant few times in my entire life where I've said to myself, gee, I got to have a talk with me because of, you know, something that I did mm. I would not have approved of. 
I see. But then again, you have to forgive yourself, otherwise you disappear into this well of self-loathing, which is what percent of the population would you say? The well of self-loathing? <laughs> we could get a society together, which all has to do with guilt. And guilt is this idea of um, uh, when you feel guilty, you wish to punish yourself. So the first thing you'll do is stop yourself from something you enjoy doing, one of the first things you do is to stop yourself from, so that you'll what, be righteous, so that you have repented, so that there, so then you can be recognized as um, having paid for your guilt when guilt is in the first place a non-existing and definitely against self-worth and self-love and everything that we're communicating on this show. Guilt will do away with just like that. So it is very important to be allowed, allow yourself to forgive yourself if you do something, and that's an easy well, that's one also. I, I've been perplexed so many times over the years in regards to um, just the religious thing of forgiveness. Um, and if we take the Christian religion where it's um, that Jesus died for our sins or whatever, but people are very reluctant to accept the gift of forgiveness and even getting off the wheel of karma. People still feel, and I still hear people talk about it all the time about, oh, isn't karma whatever, and uh, this is karma coming back, and things like that. In order for us to get past all this game of the eye for an eye, we, we really have to ascend and grow bigger than these ideas, even if they're ideas mm -hmm. that have been taught to us as a child. Yeah. We have to expand, and I think that the metaphor, the representation of this, this um, Old Testament with a system of 10 rules that you have to live by in order not to harm people is at a time when we did not have self-love at all, so therefore could not love another person. And so we had to be told, just like children, don't run in, uh, by the pool, don't scream uh, in school, or whatever the rules are. And then the metaphor of the coming of the the Christ or whatever where it says I don't take away these rules but I give you one new one that's love others as you would love yourself well I feel like we are loving others as we love ourselves. and look at what we tend to do with each other to to each other is because we don't love ourselves and it's not something that's ever taught as a matter of fact if a child does have an act of loving himself or herself often that's slapped right out of their hands and said no that's being bad I know times are changing and things are changing, which I think is well, really humans wonderful. Humans are changing. That's very but as important. soon as we recognize that that is a loving thing, to love ourselves, and to um, see that what we think of as self-love is that that arrogance of of not caring at all about other people. That's not self-love either. That's that's not loving self to yeah, the point yeah. where we shut it out. So the conclusion to that is, with that in mind, I have said this before, but I've created a new tribe, and I would invite you to join me, and it's called the Me-We Tribe, because the me can't live without the we, and the we cannot live without the me. If you have all we, then the me gets sacrificed. Ultimately, the whole we will die. If you have only the me, and we have to love ourselves so much that we see ourselves as part of a bigger thing, as part of a collective, that we have to make our decisions, based on the love of ourselves, but the love of others. Because when you love yourself completely, you start loving other people as well. So please join the me-we tribe with me, the balance between the me and the we. Yeah. 
but it has so to begin with me. There are many techniques by which we can begin this self-healing of self-love, which is a highly important concept because, well, for example, anything that happens is, first of all, a decision you've made. Um, just getting everybody to realize everything that happens in your life is your idea. This is defined as free will. Everything that happens is your idea. Secondly, everything that happens is on your side. So we, you know, we can buffer that distance between us and the person that cut us off because they slowed us down or they did whatever they did. So that, that turns out to be on our side. As you said earlier, we're, we're all one if you love, you know, if you love yourself then that's the deal and everybody came here for growth and change and we're all a work in progress and you know all of us so it works that way so the idea that um, any experience that happens it's just an experience is there's wisdom involved if you study the experience but if you don't uh, a similar experience will occur until you get around to beginning to understand why this experience keeps happening and then if you're very into changing, if you're very into adapting, I believe the primary attribute is adaptation. It's synonymous with evolution. Evolution and adaptation are the, the same thing, and that's what we're here, and this is what this is about. The, um, the wheel of karma, which is something that's been used to beat mankind um, from <coughs> the beginning of time, uh, has another word that defines it perfectly, and I will redefine karma for you. I'm going to redefine it with the word education. If something bites your posterior from a past life or earlier in this life or whatever it is that brought the biting of the posterior into the situation, it is because you have um, simply not agreed to the education involved in that particular um, experience. And so then it, it repeats. So all of this becomes very easy. And then at the moment we, um, stop the search engine called what did I do wrong which is not much of a self-love uh, type of search engine but I believe that's 90 plus of our population has that as their main go-to in uh, well. <clears throat> so just the uh, uh, idea that if we change it to from what did I do wrong to what's really going on in this situation then you get light years ahead almost immediately because what's really going on is not you having done something wrong. What's really going on is an experience which is offering me a form of education. And the form of education at the end of this, this seeking that any education has, at the end of it there is love. It is the idea that the... And all during it too. Yeah, but ultimately um, to arrive in a perfect world and in the perfect world, if something appears to be wrong, it's because you are not recognizing the love involved in it. And I, I move towards this as uh, fast as possible, given that we are human and that we do uh, tend to forget and that we keep re-remembering the same lessons over and over and over again. But the concept of, uh, go ahead. Well, I just would like to comment a little bit more about the wheel of karma before. Yeah that um, topic goes away too much or too far. Um, a lot of times we think of the wheel of karma as being this cause and effect, like you step on someone's foot, and so then next lifetime they have to come and step on your foot, and eventually there'll be a balance and you can get off of this. But really, 
I see the law of cause and effect very differently. I see it more as cause and then choice, and then choosing how you feel. For instance, if so, and, and I think this was being yeah, related in some of our religious education. texts as well, is slapping you in the face and you turn the other cheek or whatever. What that's saying is just because you were slapped in the face, you don't have to hit them back, and you don't have to come back in the next lifetime to hit them back that every event is truly just a neutral thing and yeah. we place the value on it, which mm. is what Seth was saying centuries sure, ago and, sure. and all this. So next time you think, you know, this, the devil made me do it type thing, you have choice in so many circumstances and you don't realize it. Even though it looks like there's going to be a cause and then an effect, you can make new choices and you don't have to have a, a traumatic experience to get you there. And that learning, once you get to the place where you hear the knock on the door, it gets less loud, yeah. and you can hear yeah. it more right off the bat. Well, go ahead. Well, that's the education that the Wheel of Karma affords mm -hmm. you. So choice is nothing more than a decision. I mean, you choose something. Once you've chosen well, yeah. it, then there is a decision well, rendered. Well, that's it's interesting you said that, because I was, as you were talking, I was um, deciding whether I was going to use the word choice or I was going to use the word decision. Yeah, and what did you choose? I chose choice, and I'll tell you why. Um, normally I would say um, my normal thing is cause and then decision. But mm -hmm. choice means to me that, that you have, it's, I don't know if I'm going to be able to put it into words, but it's more about the feeling of the word. Decision implies you already know what you're going to do. Choice means, hey, I have a choice, let me decide now. Let me have that moment. And I think there is that moment of choice that comes before decision. Decision is really an execution, an ex ex executing the choice. And so a choice always precedes the decision point. The decision is, there's choices, I pick this, the decision, yeah, the exactly. moment you pick that. Yeah. So I think it's interesting to look at the, the slow down thing and to know that you have a choice. Even if we know we have decisions, we don't always know we have a choice in a certain no, circumstance. we always have a choice. I'm saying that we don't yeah, always I know. Yeah, I know, I know. That's the uh, sleeping human. I have no choice. Well, we're but all to, sleeping humans, but... Yes, to, to finish the thought, though, when, um, if we become guilty, we fall asleep immediately. And the language is full of all these little shotguns to make us feel guilty. Yeah, I know. And if we didn't, we'd be unmanageable. No, we'd be happy, actually. We'd be quite manageable. Well, I think the only really prisons that we have um, in our world, in our consciousness, are the prisons of uh, no choice. As a matter of fact, I um, used to have a bedroom that was very small. It was seven by nine. And um, one day I was laying in bed, woke up, and I was looking at the ceiling, and I thought, well, I mean, I was comfortable, cozy, happy. And then I looked at the ceiling, and the thought entered my head, that this is about the same size as a jail cell. And I went, oh, and my whole body you know, shrank up into protective mode. And I thought, oh, that would be awful. And then I realized the only difference between um, uh, that this was being my cozy bedroom or this being a jail cell is one, I knew I could get out of my bedroom. But if I were in a jail cell, I could not. And so I realized that the choice about how we feel just the power of choice alone is so incredible. So no matter where you are, you can choose to see it differently. You can choose to focus on different things. And then 
obviously once you've chosen, that is the decision at that point, because the decision to me is an active verb. It's something that you do. It's not something that you have happen on that state. It's like the precursor to it. So knowing that whatever is going on in your life right now, no matter how perplexing it may seem, no matter how stressful, no matter how impossible something seems, just know that within everything there is always a choice. It's very freeing. And that yeah. state of mind of being free, then anything is possible. When our state of mind is imprisoned, then nothing is possible. Yeah, and that's the point, setting yourself free. Mm -hmm. So let's all go to Paris. Come on, let's go. But just go and be free if there's nothing else to do. Or stay and be free, which is even yeah. more profound. Stay in your job that you're in that you feel imprisoned by. Stay in the marriage that you feel imprisoned by. Be free within the prison, and that's the secret. I used well, to have, have a meditation teacher that said, and he's from India, and his teacher wouldn't take him to this quiet room with soft music to practice meditation. He'd take yeah. him to this village square where it was the most loud. And mm -hmm. so look at your life as being the greatest environment for you to find peace within something that seems chaotic. Yeah, wasn't it Sharon and you Sex don't have in to the run City off. that uh, couldn't find peace and then finally had to find it within herself? But the idea I think we all do. Yeah. yeah, finding peace within yourself. Yeah, as we said a few weeks ago, we are living constantly in a state of becoming. What's going on right at this moment is the result of a choice or a decision you have made that is resulting in this now, and we're never out of that moment. And the great power of the human being lies in the concept that we can always make a different choice. We can always make a different decision we can always change. A, any decision you make, you can make another decision to take it back. It is that simple. You know, going down in the airplane, uh, you make the decision to survive or the decision to die. This is the thing. You make the decision not a scratch, or you make the decision lengthy recovery, but you make the decision. That's the thing. And, and you can always make a different decision right before impact. Nope, not a scratch. We do have power and authority like that. It's up to us to begin. If we brought up a generation knowing the least bit about the creation of reality compared to what we went through uh, being brought up, uh, you know, you can change anything about yourself. It's very easy. You just make a different decision, and then it changes. This is an amazing power, and it's definitely in the uh, subject of love, absolutely. Uh, uh, and uh, also within the subject of self-love, if you don't like what this is, you can change it by a decision. It's that simple. We are that powerful. This is what we do. This is, what, in fact, what we came here to do. So the idea of being this um, dramatic, and we are, the idea of being this powerful, and we are, uh, all of these things, there's a direct result of the recognition of the, the divinity that we are the expression of. This is not difficult, just choose, just be. So as always, we're um, uh, live and call in, and if anybody had questions or answers about any of this stuff, we would love to hear from our audience. And those of us, or those important. that may be listening online, mm -hmm. um, you can call in on Thursday nights, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, mm -hmm. and get us live, so please do call in sometime. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh. Um, well, you know, we're brought up and the small child doesn't know not to go out in the street. So we as loving parents teach the child not to do that. 
But on this planet, there's no ceremony where the child is set um, into uh, self-sovereignty. There's no place at which uh, the child is, is uh, freed from the guilt that has been used to keep them from uh, hurting themselves, to keep them from, uh, well, hurting themselves and, and set free in that way. That would be a very good ceremony to have. Yeah, could, in fact, Robert do that Fulton wrote of that. Yeah. Um, he, he was talking about there is no rite of passage. Like yes. in the old days, there would be some rite of passage. And he said the um, closest thing that we have is the driver's license. <laughs> and that is usually... <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the driver's ed teacher is the um, passage into this mysterious adulthood that we don't really have a, a finish line and we don't have a, a, a doorway that we cross through because we're always growing up, we're always completely grown for who we are right yeah. now and we're always going to get uh, be different. And it's a matter of really enjoying each stage that we have. Yeah, well, it's, I was thinking of it as a tool by which we could remove guilt from us because it's actually, it is true that love makes the world go around and it is also true that guilt makes it go around. I mean, they are both correct answers, and to do away with the guilt is to free yourself from self-recrimination. Well, that's all that goes on with that's guilt. That's what this show has been about for the last 13 years. We yeah. have been teaching people uh, to love themselves and to be pulled by love instead of pushed by guilt or mm -hmm. fear. Yeah. And it's really a whole different way of living. And the thing is, is you're going to have times where it feels like you're in the flow of that and other times you're not or in certain areas of your life and even if you find yourself stuck and reacting or getting frustrated or whatever you think of as uh, wishing you could get past forgive yourself because we're all here to learn and grow and none of us are finished products and we're always going to improve and get more expansive yes. and so Condemning like anyone else or yourself is pointless. It's just yeah. pointless. It's wasted. Well, that's, that's an energy that's not. Yeah, what you don't like about someone else is what you don't like about yourself. Yeah. So let's let's take that because I, I mentioned something to that effect earlier, and I, I like the way you put that. And perhaps everybody that's watching this, think of the last time you really felt angry towards someone, where you really didn't like them, something that they did or the way they are. And then apply that to yourself and say, where am I like that? And then say, I love the part of me that you represent. Because anybody that you are hard on, it's because you're hard on yourself in that way. So use it as the mirror and say, I love myself. I love yeah. the part of me that you represent. That's a very important part of the idea of recognizing absolutely everything that happens as love. Because, you know, that, that's the the mirror that we've been uh, caught in, you know, like Superman's foes, caught in this mirror of uh, thinking the other person is out there when they're really in here. And, you know, that is an access to Godhead, that is an access to a universal consciousness that if we brought up a generation like that, there would be no war. I mean, uh, we've been looking at uh, the 60s and the 60s, um, Country Joe and the Fish, you know, hell no, I won't go. You know, it's the quote from the song, if, if no one was willing to go to war, they could not have a war. You're not going to find what the 5,000 wealthiest people out there banging each other with swords. 
No, not when they can get people with no self-esteem to do that uh, in the name of patriotism. A, a ridiculous bunch of games to play, is it not? If nobody was willing to be, to go to war, to kill another person for love, honor, country, whatever, or patriotism, whatever words that they use to put people to sleep with, the thousand wealthiest guys on earth are not going to slug it out in some kind of a cage battle. That's never going to happen. It's just not. <laughs> it won't. They require us to cooperate with this entire pile of nonsense. And uh, if we brought up a generation very aware in that way, would put an end to war. Well, I think it's the same concept as the bully. I, it never made sense to me why <clears throat> there could be one bully in a class of 30 kids, and the bully is um, terrorizing all the other 29 kids or something. It's this being able to become one. And what happens to you when you are afraid or feeling like you're not worthy or lovable, all those words, yeah. <clears throat> is we become separate. Not really, but we think we are. And when we feel separate because we're stressed out, worried, um, overextended, or whatever that is, then we are not going to be able to amass with other people and, and to be a collective. You know what can happen when we all put our mind together. Mountains have been moved. Look at some of the things that happened in, in the 60s with uh, the human rights, civil rights, yeah. things that have happened in the world. Massive changes were happening virtually overnight. And I know we still got a long way to go, but they did happen pretty quickly when people put their heads together, when they put their hearts together. Uh, a lot can be accomplished. We can turn around so much. And I, I do feel that we as humans are progressing and getting better and better all the time, no matter what it may look like. Oh, yeah. I know it looks like things are getting worse because we have a greater faculty of communication with each other. We can hear about every terrible thing that's happened out there. And about 15 years ago, I, I wanted to produce a new show called The Good News and get all these good news stories because beautiful things happen all the time. And my son pointed out there was a website that's called The Good News. And I thought, well, mm. great. I can at least do a segment on this show or something. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 nobody maintained it. It's like people aren't interested in good news stories. But I think no. that they are interested. I think the marketing people have told us that we wouldn't be interested. Yeah. <coughs> and that's just typical. We listen to, it's uh, like people want to be told what to do because then they don't have to take any responsibility whatsoever, which is a thoroughly backwards principle <coughs> because uh, if you take responsibility for something, then you are in the position to change it. And if you don't, you're not. And that's what, um, you know, in any group of people and someone says, who's responsible for this? I'll stand up and say, me, I don't even know what it was. And I'll do that because I'll be in charge. And that is a very important thing to have going on. Because when you're in charge, you can affect change. But when you are not, you cannot. So if each of us took charge of our own lives, responsibility for, no matter what happens in your life, this has to trace to you. It's your life. Your life is doing this. This means you decided that that would happen. If you go to any other recourse of thought, you have just fallen off the train. You, ha you have lost your power. You are no longer in the driver's seat. You are responsible for everything that happens in your life. And that's a good thing, because then you can do something about what's happening in your life. 
Whereas if it's somebody else's fault, oh, those people, it's their fault, which is the most ridiculous uh, negative bunch of language codes you can put together in a single sentence. I'm sure it could be more ridiculous. But we really don't have time for that at the moment. Once you recognize yourself as in charge, then you can do something. And until you do, you cannot. And you know, so mankind has come up with a thousand, thousand vocabulary words to keep us from recognizing our participation in life. Oh, someone cast a spell on me. Oh, someone is, you know, all that nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. This is your life. You're doing it. Act like it. You don't like it. You make a different decision, and it changes. It's automatic. Well, that whole blame thing, I think where it's really... Um, visible is in the family unit. Ah. Like so many people blame their spouse for the conditions in their life. Like, oh, you're controlling me, or you're doing this, yeah. or you're doing something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that we are going to look at your paintings, take a little break here. We are. Okay, let's look at some paintings. Okay, would you like to describe this one? Yes, this, is, um, this was originally named uh, Citizen Brain, and I believe that's for obvious reasons. And uh, that is really a cloud in front of something someone is holding up, was the original principle. And then I caught it at an odd angle, and I absolutely and completely recognized uh, Sheldon Super Duper Cooper. I mean, that is him. And come to think of it, that's more or less the stance that the great genius takes. Not that they aren't a great genius, not that they didn't come here to assist, not that they aren't a theoretical physicist, not that these people are not, they're, they're very important, they do very good things, but it remains that we are all basically holding up a mask, which we call a face, in front of a brain. Now the missing enzyme would of course be the heart, which is um, Sheldon Super Duper Cooper's main foible in life, and despite himself he still has feelings for uh, Amy Farrah Fawcett whatever her name is. Now, what are you referring to? Uh, big brain theory. Uh -huh. That's a joke, because there is actually a big brain theory. This would be big brain okay. theorem. Just well, and those, that, those that may be listening to this on yeah. podcasting, you can go to our website, and there is a link mm. to Neville's paintings. And you can get prints or greeting cards or whatever of this. You can even get framed pictures of mm -hmm. sorted sizes. So I encourage you to go look some of his other paintings, too. Yeah, and now, your bit. next one. And uh, this is the Chao Cure. I originally did one as a graffiti on a wall, but I felt it is more clearly defined against the sky. And oh, uh, They're both lovely. I love yeah. that other one, honestly. And this one really does have uh, opalescence coming out of it, which was basically the uh, concept of it. Uh, the one that's the graffiti wall is the um, the right angle is to the left on the one that's on the graffiti wall. And uh, this is an interdimensional device, and this happens to be real copper particles in the paint I use to paint the thing. So this is capable of holding uh, a field, uh, of broadcasting a field just out of the fact that the copper uh, is given to generate uh, we, we do such enormous amounts of work in copper, all the Well, it is a forms. healing symbol. Those yes. that are familiar with Reiki or Sekim know that that is a healing symbol. Mm -hmm. I, I really suggest, if, if that resonates with you, to go to the um, website there where you can order prints and get one for your healing room because it 
it absolutely calls an energy into the room, for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, more than likely we, I don't know and if we have the faculty these days, but you could take a device and measure the field, certainly off of one of the waveforms, yeah. you've done it. Yeah, I have. Um, but this one would be particularly good for helping you to close the field after a session, mm -hmm. since it's uh, that direction of the right angle. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it'd be very good. Yeah. And it's the principle is that it's an interdimensional connection, and it radiates energy into our field and takes from our field out and into the other dimension. So it's constantly flowing in two directions. So it is, um, without a doubt, a dimensional form of a caduceus. Uh, so it can uh, relieve all stress from you and at the same time bring in uh, sovereignty. Uh, it really does work that way. I wore one around my neck for a long time and then there was just, uh, it's a, a tool and once you... Yeah, like you also tool, make those out of copper, yes. just so people know. I mean, really lovely Serious ones. Serious little sculpture made out of copper, mm -hmm. yeah. Actually fairly big. I think the biggest one's about a... About that size, actually. The biggest one I have made out of copper is mm -hmm. that size, come to think of it. Yeah. And I can make one out of, I uh, just realized I can make it uh, larger, interestingly enough. Which will give me something to do yeah. when we get back well, from the mound. It's definitely a tool, tool mm -hmm. for helping yourself and, and others. For yeah, sure. and uh, for those decorating a healing room, that's uh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Well, that's what I think that would be a good idea. and. And also, uh, about the, the topic of self-love, oh. I think it would be a very good exercise for you to take the top three people that bug you right now in your life and write down what it is about them that bug you. And then say, I love the part of me that they represent. I love that part mm -hmm. of me that, that speaks harshly. Um, I love that part of me that is... Um, has an irritating voice. I love that part of me that whatever this thing is that's irritating you about that person, say I love the part of me that is whatever that irritation is. I tell you, you will find so much, so many profound yes. changes in yeah. your life. And then it also helps to disengage you energetically from this other person so that mm -hmm. you're not so bound in with them. And it's not fair to you and it's not fair to them because everything you feel really is about you. And those people that you love, that you resonate with, that you take under your wing, those are the parts of you that you love, and that's mm -hmm. okay, too. But get it so that all of you you love, and you will yeah. find everybody is someone you love and will take under your wing, and vice versa. That's a very... If you no longer have unfinished business with yourself, you will not encounter other people that have unfinished business with themselves, honestly. And that's something we could all learn from. Yeah, it's a very important concept because... Um, in this um, ideal world, which is not going to work because it's going to open the door to something not ideal, and then you don't have any tools uh, once it's been declared not ideal. So uh, the choice to live in the perfect world, so when something goes wrong in the perfect world, um, we have to realize that whatever that is that we're calling wrong is actually love that is simply unrecognized. It's mm -hmm. doing a very good job of hide and seek with us, and it's winning hands down. Well, well okay. new things. So, yeah, so this idea of uh, allowing yourself to expand your definition of the word love, because in the ideal world, love is wrapped in hearts and glistened over with fairy dust and is constantly happy and smiling, 
And love comes in all flavors, all shades, all everything. There is nothing that's not love. It's a matter of recognizing it as love. And again, if we brought up a generation that was trained to recognize love instead of recognizing absence of love, but it's only seeming to be absence of love, so that if their children were brought, brought up to comprehend as uh, everything is love, so I sent this painting to be framed, for example, and it was not framed properly. And so I had to take responsibility for that. This was absolutely my idea that this thing was not framed the way <coughs> I had envisioned it. Okay, so then I was in charge of it. So then the pattern repeated itself. So then I had to ask again, you know, what exactly is the, the love involved in this? And so, you know, you, you just, your perspective on the entire world changes dramatically once the search engine is no longer what's really going on here because what's really going on here turns out to be love. So when the search engine switches completely to, well, how is that love? Okay, then you well, are I know Superman. that's true, and, yeah. and we have um, spoken of this for so oh, yeah. long, and I, I just think it, it's never too much to say because it's a good reminder. Yeah. What is the gift? What is the blessing in the circumstance mm -hmm. or the situation? But also, there to be open more to, like uh, we also said for many years, and, and I've said myself, is my perfect job is manifesting now, my yes. perfect relationship is manifesting now. By saying perfect, it gives the universe an opportunity to bring you what's truly perfect for you. Mm -hmm. Because if you knew what that was, you would have already created that yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so new things coming in, if you're not willing to let go of your definition, then new things won't come. They'll have to come to you in the old form that you've already predefined. For instance, one time someone gave me a sweater for Christmas that was a plaid sweater. It was a shape of sweater I would never wear. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, thank you. And I thought, well, I'll try it on and then maybe see if somebody else would like it. I put it on and I loved the sweater. It was a style I never would have thought to buy for myself there you go. or a fabric. And mm -hmm. I ended up getting so many compliments on that sweater and I just loved it. I wore it for years and years. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that if we open up to our perfection, rather than what we think is perfect for us. That's oh, when yeah. it really comes. That's all the difference. Because if we knew, we would all, it would be a no-brainer. We would get it. If we knew that a job in, in advertising was the right thing and it was perfect for us, then we would go do what we had to do to get a job in advertising. We'd be happy. But usually people think they know what that is, and they strive, and they strive, and they get there, and they're never satisfied. But if you leave it up to the higher part of you that knows all things that that you haven't even developed within yourself or that mm -hmm. all potentials mm -hmm. are there. That's yeah. when things really come, come yeah. together. So retraining ourselves and bringing up our children to search for the perfection uh, instead of the imperfection to search for the love uh, because that's ultimately what's going to be there. Uh, the, you know, the 50 carat diamond that has the flaw in it. And all, you show it to a human being, oh, look at the flaw in that thing. <laughs> their eyes roll back and they can't see anything. No, that's why you love this. That's what makes this unique. That, that diamond is identifiable throughout all time space because of the flaw that's in it. That's its uniqueness. That's its character. That's its integrity. You know, that's its principle. Understand that about it. If it was absolutely flawless, it would have, what would it have? Then flawlessness. Well, we can love that too because that's a form of 
perfection, but I'm not going to not love it because it has the flaw. You know, it, it just is. It's the, well, when everybody's a work in progress, including that diamond. Yeah, well, we all, we do have a biological thing to look for what's wrong. Look yes. on the horizon for the lion rather than all the sheep that are grazing peacefully in the, in the pasture below or whatever. And yeah, we have that biologically. And mm -hmm. we accept and love that about ourselves. Yeah. But really, it is a matter of growing beyond what is our biology, mm -hmm. going on beyond what is our training, and growing beyond what our beliefs are. And we have to be open to new things in order for that to happen if we keep ourselves in our old mindset. Honestly, it's very tricky then to get new information in. It can be raining down on your head and you still won't feel it. And so also allowing yourself to, to um, accept yourself as being not healed. And I think that that's the premise behind in um, AA admitting that, okay, I am an alcoholic or in uh, the religious teachings, admitting that we're sinners or mistakers, because in direct translation from Aramaic, sin really means mistake, and that, that we're all mistakers, that we, we can make mistakes. What that does is it keeps us out of the state of resistance to that. And if we can accept the fact that we make mistakes, then we can accept ourselves. And really, it's through accepting ourselves that we're going to accept everything and to be able to blend and move into that higher state of consciousness. So. I would say um, opening up to something new. That's like um, often if people come for a reading, we'll cover what people may have questions about. And then I always suggest pulling cards to get information about something you may not even know to ask. And that's when great revelation can come as well. No, so opening absolutely. up to new things. Don't feel like you know it all. I tell you, being a know-it-all may <laughs> feel good, and I know we all are, and some of us really do know it all at least the, the knowable stuff, but sometimes just knowing that there is always more is very good. I think it's very boring to think that this is everything. I think I'll do a search under unknowable, see what comes up. Interesting. Well, concept. there's a lot that's unknowable, but that you I can feel that. it. Oh, you can't unfeelable. Know. You can't really know love, but you can feel, feel love. Yeah, that's very good dis distinction. Because that's another method by which we can understand everything is love. Knowing is a form of love. Mm -hmm. It all works out. Well, uh, oh, what card came up? Well, um, no card in particular. I just wanted to mention oh, again that, that my latest deck is out. And it's very colorful. There are 97 cards in it. It's beautiful. And it's uh, based on those little scroll messages that have been handing out for many years mm -hmm. now. Anyway, I don't think yes. we're going to get a close-up oh, on those. Oh, it's beautiful. So it looks like a, almost like a bouquet of They're very colorful, the and it's it like great that. card stock, and there are 97 yeah. cards in the deck. So they're fun to just have around or bring out mm -hmm. at a gathering to get people to open up and Yeah, and have everybody draw a card and talk. Yeah. So they were originally fortune cookies. Very fortunate. No mm -hmm. calorie fortune mm -hmm. cookies, by the way. But they're really good for healing, like if you have a healing practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Excellent. Well, maybe another time. And here is Rick. Dangler we love Rick and all of our crew, Donnie, David, Patrick, everybody here in the studio, Sean. Okay, I got faith. And I got freedom. Faith. 
and freedom, and yeah. freedom in the state of mind. Thank you. Yeah, so faith and freedom are, in a way, um, synonyms. Mm -hmm. That's very good. And synonyms. I will pull one of yeah. these cards. Yeah, let's pull a card. Well, go ahead. I was going to say for... Yeah. Um, pull a card for what? Um, just uh, whoever is watching. And that okay. can be amazingly large in you its scope. You can pull one. There we go. Call some friends for a joyous get-together. Enjoy the community. I, I don't know oh. if we're going to get any close-ups tonight or not. Maybe we will. Here. I usually have a camera. I'm getting... Uh, evidently not. Okay. Are we going to be able to get close-ups tonight? I don't know. Possibly. Well, anyhow. Oh, do we, Rick? Do we have anybody? Uh, no calls. Is there a way to get a close-up of the card? I just wanted to show the card. That's what you love about. I got new relationships. Finding your people. Opening up. Opening your heart to new things. That's what I got. All right. It okay. would be finding your peeps, I think, yeah. would be the way that works. Well, here, draw a card uh, for me. Just what would I, what is my next um, step towards becoming uh, the more evolved human, which would be the okay. only place that another step could occur. No matter what it looked like, it would be your next step towards um, okay. Let's do that. becoming. Your next step. Well, divine guidance comes wow. to show. Um, so we're not doing close-ups tonight? On the cards? No. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, it's divine guidance. Okay. And it shows a fork in the road. And there's mm. a signpost. And the signposts really say that neither way is the wrong place to go, but that you're going to be pulled in a direction. And you'll know the direction by what brings you the most joy. Hummingbirds, yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Our, uh, okay. There we go. Our pyramid, by the way, um, which I planted, um, what are those flowers again the, um, that hummingbirds like so much uh, that I don't remember? I don't know. Not lilacs. What? There we go. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I think that's uh, done. So. Mm -hmm. All right, so we will uh, be at Ruby Tuesdays this evening, as per usual. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have our uh, journey to the, uh, oh, okay, journey to the Serpent Mountain coming very quickly. Uh, hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, my name is Sophia. Sophia, what can we do for you? I would just love reading from Mary. Oh, very okay. good. Okay, be most happy thank to. You. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for calling in. Yes. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. The first card we get is to trust. And sometimes the, um, the uh, one, if you see this card when we get a close-up on it, you can see she's um, really opening her arms and letting her heart lead her. And what this is saying is in cer certain circumstances in your life right now, it is okay to um, open, open up and trust. And that situations that come in that maybe you feel like you can't trust are really here to show you that, that it's okay to heal whatever that is about trusting. And then, well, and this card says what I just said, and healing. So perhaps 
you know, all of us have had those times where we've been betrayed or we've been uh, misled or something. Mm -hmm. And it does cause us to be hesitant to really open up. But this is saying that great healing is coming in, those storm clouds are parting and the sun is coming through and radiating you. And that's awareness, that's enlightenment. And to know that if you live your life knowing that everything is on your side, it's a very different game to play for sure. Oh, totally, isn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. The, this card, um, the seal, is talking about contentment, like just knowing that you feel content with your life and that um, if, you, if you think that there's nothing there that can harm you, that everything is on your side, there is a great contentment. Mm -hmm. But the seal all also comes to say um, to watch your dreams because powerful things can be coming in your dreams right now. So I would really pay attention. And now with the message cards, I pulled out several, but um, this says you are a gifted counselor. Decide how this unfolds in your life. Uh, share these talents with others. And that is from the other deck. And uh, I don't know. I guess yeah. this deck is just never going to get a close-up tonight. <laughs> I give up. No, no, I will no good. longer be attached to that outcome, yeah. so it can work. But anyway, it's talking about, um, you know, just opening up to your counseling abilities. I think that would be great. Mm -hmm. Your illustration of healing, the light coming out of the clouds, I thought was very good. Thank you. That's an excellent piece. Thanks. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith, and I'd Edith. love a reading from Mary. Oh, well, thank excellent. you, Edith. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, that's the delay. That's, I see why that is this time. Oh, Edith is very busy tonight. I can see that. I tell you what, I'll just pull a card. I'll just do three cards, and I'll pull the last card out of here so that... It's interesting, three kings. I know. I'll, I'll read those, too. Okay, the mm -hmm. first card is communication. This is really the biggest thing. When we are attempting to communicate ourselves to other people, that we think we're communicating very clearly, and then it feels like people aren't hearing us, or we are attempting to mask ourselves, and it seems like everybody's attention's focused on us, it's a fine art, and I think that's something we're really here to learn, is how to communicate effectively. And that doesn't mean to change who we are, but every time we speak with one, a different person, we're speaking a different language, really, because our energy and our synergy between us and the other person is, is such that that happens. And then this is solitude, and if you look at both of those, it's, it seems very solitude. And so this is a time of great contemplation for you, and that if you feel so inclined, maybe going somewhere where you can um, find some solitude, like that tent in the fire by the water, out by themselves, and yet there is a city in the background. And then the last card out of the new deck, Mary's Magical Messages, it says there's an op opportunity. It's kind of a little out of focus, so it's hard to read. Let me just turn it around. Um, there's an opportunity to move coming. It may be to another state, another country, or to another level of awareness. So consider that, that maybe there is a, a job move or an actual move where it's uh, really resonant with your spiritual journey. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, I'll just, I'm curious which card shot so out of the deck. No, there's four. Again. 
-hmm. It's the hawk, which is about um, messages, and then the osprey, which is about having some fun time. Buffalo, which is about abundance, and parrot, which is about showing your true colors. So you really are being inspired to Mm -hmm. step up to something, like a promotion. And it doesn't have to even be a promotion in the physical reality, but the spiritual one. So thank you. Uh Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Shalonda, and I would like to have a general reading from Mary about this chapter in my life. Okay, Shalonda, okay. thank you very much for calling. Yes, thank we you. Love, we love your calls. So Everyone. I will do three. All right, so the first card we get, oh, look, we got trust again. I did shuffle it. Um, that is saying to open up and trust. What I feel is that there may be some offers or something new coming to you in that way and it's saying to go ahead and trust what you feel there trust that uh, it just feels like good information coming to you and that you can trust your senses here and the second card the squirrel is about gathering to you the things that are really resonant with you and whether that is people friends in your life and if that means sometimes people that aren't so resonant with you go away then that's okay um, because the right the right things are showing up and so um, that that's what I get there next one is romance and candlelight warm fires open and open hearts love is surrounding you right now <coughs> and um, love is surrounding you right now are you ready to go deeper sorry so I would say this is kind of alluding to maybe love, and it's asking you, um, there's an opportunity for it to go deeper. Are you really ready for that? And that's a question that's really good to ask whenever we're faced with a new relationship or a new proposition, is am I ready for this? Is this something I'm ready to step into? Because it takes a certain degree of surrender to the love. And often we think we are and we'll step into it, and then things don't really work out because we didn't ask ourselves that question. Mm-hmm. We didn't deal with the fears that we have that, are, that would lead up into that. Yeah, very good. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So there's been a lot going on. There's, uh, oh, um, on the 15th, I believe, it's um, June 15th, I'm doing um, a tarot practicum class on the court cards oh, that's where excellent. we really explore our relationships and mm-hmm. life through them. And that's open. And I'll be doing the EFT level three Probably at the beginning of July, I'll send out a notice on that, but people that might be interested, and then we'll be doing level one later on and some other things coming up this summer. Just thought I would yeah. bring that up. I'm continuing to work with individuals. So. Good. Yeah, that is the way that works. But do check out Neville's paintings online. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. At uh, Telepathic and it was TV, our we'll take you right there. honor to take you to the door. Yes, and come see us at Ruby Tuesdays. We'll be there shortly. Provided this is indeed Thursday night. Mm. The, um, what is it, the 6th, I believe. So, yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So anyway, you can check us out online, telepathictv.com and mm-hmm. maryfeelin.com, and you can play with my cards online. And if you go to maryfeelin.com, you can also play the um, chakra affirmation cards or use them. It was sure, our joy excellent. and honor to take you to the door. Yeah, and go on through. Come on. Yeah. You can do it. Red Rover, Red Rover, so Billy right over. To create a higher level of awareness, uh, finely tuned 
understanding is the purpose of our show. Mm -hmm. And That's all true. we have ever done is uh, represent techniques of exploration, of understanding. And well, and changing the way you think, I think. That's yeah. Really a good of, thing. Yeah, understanding true. you and the world around you.